we present Crawford Logan as Paul Temple and Gerda Stevenson as Steve in Paul Temple and the Sullivan Mystery, a serial by Francis Dovridge. Episode 5, The House of Bari. You remember that fellow we met in the cocktail bar, the sandy-haired little chap? Quinn, yes. He's been murdered. Murdered? When? Shortly after he left us. Apparently he was shot. Oh, poor man. Steve, he gave you a card, didn't he? With an address on it. Yes, that's right. The man with the antique shop, Avenue Shulamar. Um, here it is. Zoltan Bari, art dealer. Curios of Speciality, 227 Avenue Shulamar. English visitors welcome. What are you thinking? I was just wondering if by any chance Mr. Quinn... What is it? Have you seen the other side of this card? Have you seen what he's drawn on the back? No. Well, look. Why? It's a pair of spectacles. Yes. Patrick Quinn told us to take this card to Mr. Barry, didn't he? Yeah, well... I've got a hunch that Mr. Quinn was waiting for us. He knew that we were staying in the hotel and that sooner or later we'd drift into the cocktail bar. I think that if you present this card to Zoltan Bari, he'll make you an offer for the spectacles. Well, I've already had one offer. Constantine offered me £10,000 for them. What are you going to do about the spectacles, Paul? Obviously, we can't just carry them about with us. No, you're right. I'm not taking any more chances. I'm taking them down to the bank first thing tomorrow morning. They'll stay there until the real Mr. Sullivan puts in an appearance. <laughs> if there is a real Mr. Sullivan. Hello. Have you changed your mind? I thought you were under the impression that Harold Darwin was Richard Sullivan. I don't know. Sometimes I, I think that Richard Sullivan might be just a name. Possibly I was wrong about Darwin. And Joyce Raymond intended that we should deliver the spectacles to, well... To someone else. Someone that ought to have met us the moment we stepped off the plane. Yes. Yes. But what's the mystery behind these glasses? Why was Constantine willing to pay £10,000 for them? That's what I'd like to know. I don't care what the police say. They can't be just an ordinary pair of spectacles. Darling, they are an ordinary pair of spectacles. That's the extraordinary part about it. Well, in the first place... Oh, here's Miss Jeans. Hello there. Hello. Are you feeling any better? Yes, I'm all right, thanks. Good. We've just ordered some coffee... Would you care to join us? Well, now, that's very sweet of you. May I? Yes, of course. Oh, we'd be delighted. Oh, gosh. I'm tired. My feet. <laughs> Holy smoker, they'd given me what for. <laughs> I don't know whether you find it so, but I think this place is pretty tiring. <laughs> we only arrived this afternoon, so it's early days. <laughs> oh, mind you, I, I like the place, but... Gee, my dogs. <laughs> How long are you staying? In Cairo? Oh, a fortnight or three weeks. It rather depends. I should think you've got a pretty awful impression of the place, Mrs. Temple, after what happened this evening. Oh, I don't know. I suppose that sort of thing could happen almost anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it could, but the fact remains it happened here. Still, I'm glad you've got over it. Have you changed your room yet? Not yet. I'll probably speak to the manager tomorrow morning. Yes, do. This place fascinates me. I came here for two weeks and I've already stayed five. <laughs> the way things are going, I shall probably spend the rest of my life in this crazy town. You must know Cairo pretty well, Miss Jeans. Tell me, where exactly is the Avenue Shulamar? Avenue Shulamar? Yes. It's in the old part of the town, about three or four hundred yards from the east wall. Oh, I think I know what you mean. Are you thinking of going there? Yes, someone recommended a shop to us, a curio shop. The House of Bari. You've probably heard of it? 
No, I can't say I have. Of course, you've got to be careful around here, you know. Otherwise, you'll find yourself loaded down with a lot of junk that comes from good old Birmingham. And I don't mean Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Curios are a dime a hundredweight. Well, this place, the house of Bari, I mean, was recommended to me by a man called Quinn. He seemed a decent sort of chap. He introduced himself to us at the cocktail bar. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just the sort of thing you've got to be careful of. Quinn's all right. You know him. I've seen him around. He's an Irish man, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, I know the fellow you mean. Frankly, I wouldn't have too much to do with him. Well, there's no fear of that. What do you mean? Mr. Quinn's dead. What? He was murdered. When? Sometime this evening. Are you sure about this? Who told you? The police. The police? What happened? Apparently he was shot. I can hardly believe it. I saw him earlier this evening. He was sitting at the bar. The poor little guy didn't look as if he'd got a care in the world. Shot, you say. Who did it? Do they know? No, I don't think they do. But, uh, gee, I can hardly believe it. Who'd want to do a thing like that anyway? I mean, Pat Quinn, of all the people. Here's the waiter, darling. What would you like, Miss Jeans? Uh, can I have some coffee? Yes, of course. Bring another cup, waiter. Yes, sir. Miss Jeans. Yes? Did you recognize the man in our room? I recognize him? Why, no. Would you know him again if you saw him? No, I don't think I would. I saw him, of course, quite clearly, but it's very doubtful whether I should recognize him again. What about you, Mrs. Temple? Yes, I think I would. Well, that's something. Hey, if you see the skunk when I'm around, just holler. I'll be right there, and lady, I'll tan the hide off that guy. <laughs> <laughs> will you have a cigarette? Thanks. Steve? No, thanks. You know, I can't get over what you've told me. Quinn, of all people. Now, why should anyone want to murder him? Well, your guess is as good as mine, Miss Jeans. <laughs> it might be even better. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, Steve? I can't get to sleep. It's so hot. Shall I open the windows? They're wide open already. Oh, what time is it? I don't know. We seem to have been in bed for hours. Oh, I'll switch the light on. Oh, it's a quarter to four. Oh, I thought it was later than that. I'm going out onto the balcony. I simply must get a breath of air. Yes, all right. Pass me my cigarette case. Oh, darling, you're not going to smoke. Not now. All right. <sighs> it's a heavenly night. I thought you said it was too hot. Not out here, it isn't. I'm going to sleep. Paul? Mm-hmm. What is it? There's someone next door talking to Miss Jeans. I can hear them. So what? Well, darling, it is a quarter to four. You're probably imagining things. Come on, get into bed and try to sleep. Paul, come over here. To the balcony. No, I'm too comfy where I am. Paul, please. What is it? You know that man in Augusta? The American? Colonel Mark one, yes. 
He's next door. He's talking to Miss Jeans. Don't be silly. Paul, I'm certain it's Marquand, absolutely certain. I heard his voice that night at the gate of the Villa Nagara. Wait a minute. Where's my dressing gown? Here it is. Listen. I can't hear a darn thing. Listen. What makes you think that's Marquand? I'm not even sure it's Miss Jeans. Go out onto the balcony. All right. Don't argue the point, Sydney. How could I possibly tell you beforehand? You told Armstrong? I did not tell Armstrong. Now do you believe me? Yes. Yes, it's Marquand, all right. If you want my frank opinion, this Sullivan business is beginning to get on my nerves. I don't like it. You're not expected to like it. Now listen to me, Sydney. Don't start jumping the rails. Play the whole thing the way I told you, and we'll be sitting pretty. I don't know. I don't like it, Arthur. Things are far trickier than I expected. Look at this Quinn business, for instance. Oh, for Pete's sake, forget Quinn. I've told you. There's nothing to worry about. Once we've got the glasses, the rest should be child's play. But we haven't got the glasses. It's a pity Armstrong was disturbed. If Temple's got the glasses, he carries them about with him, or, or she does. At any rate, they're not in the room. How do you know? I searched it. Did she, by Jove? When? They went out for a walk. They were gone about three quarters of an hour. I went over the room with a tooth comb. Believe me, the glasses aren't in the room. We've got to get those glasses, Sydney. I don't give two hoots how we get them, but we've got to get them. Arthur. Yes? Supposing I told Temple that Sullivan was a friend of mine, that he'd gone out of town for two or three days, and that he'd asked me to pick up the glasses. He wouldn't fall for that. In any case, he'd want to know why you hadn't mentioned it before. Oh, then why not find someone to impersonate Sullivan? For heaven's sakes, don't you think I've thought of that? I tried it with Armstrong. Armstrong's a blundering fool. It's time you got rid of him. He may be a fool, but at least I can trust him. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Okay, okay. We'll skip it. I'll ring you tomorrow about 10.30. Yes, all right. Now remember what I told you. Keep on friendly terms with them and don't let them out of your sight. Okay. Come on, Steve. Let's get back into the room. I'm going to close the window for a minute. Yes, all right. Well, we live and learn. Paul, there's one thing I don't understand. If she's in league with Marquand and that other man Armstrong, then why did she dash in here when I was shouting for help? The answer to that is simple, my sweet. In fact, I ought to have thought of it before. Mm-hmm. Things were getting pretty hot, and she dashed in here to warn Armstrong that you were making yourself heard. Also, don't forget, it served a very useful purpose. Miss Jeans made your acquaintance under, so far as she was concerned, very favourable circumstances. Yes. Paul, what are we going to do? We're going to keep on nice, friendly terms with Miss Jeans, just as if we trusted her implicitly. And the glasses? Well, I've told you what I'm going to do with the glasses, darling. I'm putting them in a safe deposit first thing tomorrow morning. Yes. I wonder how Mr. Quinn fitted into all this. Well, obviously, he was in the same boat as Constantine. What do you mean? Quinn was also after the glasses, but operated, or worked, if you like, independently. You, you mean independent of Marquand? Both Marquand and Constantine, yes. I'm not so sure of that. Why? I don't think Quinn was after the glasses, darling. If you want my opinion, I think he was just a contact man. A contact man? Yes. Well, if he was, he must have been working for someone. Who? It certainly wasn't Marquand. No. Quinn was probably working for the man who owns the curio shop, Zoltan Bari. 
I don't think that Quinn knew anything at all about the glasses. He was just told to get in touch with us and deliver that card. Yes. You might be right. Miss Jean's new Quinn, and to my way of thinking, she knows something about the House of Bari. You saw how she reacted when you mentioned the Avenue Shulamar. Yes. Paul, do you think anyone else is after the glasses? Miss Fraser, for instance? I don't know about Miss Fraser. Darwin, I'm a little doubtful about. For one thing, he's just a shade too friendly for my liking. Also, his appearance at Sandbanks when that launch capsized us seemed to me to be rather too much of a coincidence. Yes. Darling, supposing someone turns up and claims to be Richard Sullivan, someone that seems perfectly genuine, then what are you going to do? Well, once I'm absolutely sure that he is the real Richard Sullivan, I'm going to ask him what the heck it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Have you any stamps, please? Yes, sir. Shall I post a letter for you? Oh, thank you. Excuse me, are there any letters for me? Room 132. Your name, sir? Schreider? No, I'm sorry. There is nothing for you here, Schreider. Thank you. Good morning, Mr. Schreider. I didn't expect to find you in Cairo. I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't recognize... Temple. Temple? Oh, yes, of course. I remember. You were at my cafe the night before last with Signore Rossetti. Yes. Did you find your friend? My friend? Yes. You made inquiries, if I remember correctly, about a man called Constantine. For some reason or other, you thought he was at my cafe. Oh, yes. Yes, I found him, thank you. I'm so glad. Well, if you'll excuse me? Yes, of course. Who was that, Paul? Didn't you recognize him? No. It's Olaf Schreider, the man who owns the El Pasaro. You mean the cafe at Syracuse? Yes. Is he staying here? Yes, apparently he's just arrived. Hmm. Well, I'm off to the bank. You can either come with me or I'll call back for you. I want to do some shopping. I'll meet you back here in about 45 minutes. Yes, all right. Take care of yourself. I will. And if you bump into Miss Jeans, don't forget, Steve. I'll be as nice as pie. Yes. <laughs> we don't want her to jump to any conclusions about last night. No, of course not. See you later. Bye. One hundred and twenty-five piastres, not one more, nor one less. Dear lady, I swear to you, I swear to you that if they are worth one hundred and seventy-five piastres... One hundred and twenty-five. One hundred and twenty-five, you are not serious, you are joking. One hundred and twenty-five, take it or leave it. One hundred and twenty-five, but I cannot accept one hundred and twenty-five piastres for such an exquisite pair of gloves. Very well, I... then, don't accept. No, 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 wait, 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 please. One moment, don't go away. Now, look at them. Examine them. Touch them with your fingers. You see the lace? You see what beautiful, soft lace? 125 piastres. Uh, 125. <laughs> Good for you, Mrs. Temple. Oh, hello, Miss Jeans. You like some nice gloves, dear lady? 190 piastres a pair? Very nice, very lovely. No, thank you. 170 piastres a pair? 150 piastres? And 125 piastres. No, thank you, brother. <laughs> You seem to be making a morning of it. I've just bought one or two odds and ends. And where are you off to now? I'm on my way back to the hotel. What are you doing? Just strolling around? Yeah, I have been. 
And gosh, my feet are killing me. Uh, I'm just going to have some coffee. Why don't you join me? Well, I, I promised to meet my husband at half past eleven, so I... Well, what of it? He surely won't panic over half an hour. And what are husbands for, anyway? Yes. All right. Swell. I'll take you to Flombers, and I'll bet you it's the quaintest little place you've ever been in. I've been in some pretty quaint places. Is it far from here? No, it's just on the corner. Here, let me carry some of those parcels. Thank you. Oh, gosh, these are nice shoes. Can you wear heels like this? Yes. Oh, gee. <laughs> It's a courtyard. Do you like it? It's heavenly. And just look at that fountain. You might be miles from anywhere. It's extraordinary. You can hardly hear the street noises. It's most attractive. I thought you'd like it. It's quite a haunt of mine. Ah, here's Flambert. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Nice to see you again. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Voici votre place habituelle, mademoiselle. Thank you, Mr. Flambert. Coffees and a few pastries. Okay? Yes. That'll do fine. Merci. Will you uh, excuse me a moment? Yes, of course. Where's Armstrong? In my office. I'll take you to him. Is she here? Yes. You've got the car? Yes, of course. Where is it? It's where we arranged it would be, facing the corner. Right. You know what to do, Flambert? Oh, oui, but I'm a little worried. I do not like the thought of the young lady being taken ill in my cafe. Don't worry, there'll be no trouble. It'll take about four or five minutes for the drug to work. Go back to the car and wait. Yes, all right. Keep the car ticking over. Yes. And drive carefully. Remember, it's a bad road. I'll be careful. Give me two or three minutes and then serve the coffee. I trust there will be no noise or disturbance. It will be most unfortunate... Don't worry. Everything will be done quickly and quietly. She won't even know what's happening. I'll be most discreet. Very well. I'm going back to the car. Is there anything else you want to say? No, only don't forget what I've told you. Keep the engine ticking over and drive carefully. I shan't forget. I don't know what happened. One minute I was feeling perfectly all right, and the, the next I... Have you ever I, felt like this before? No, never. It's most extraordinary. It's, it's, it's just as if my legs were... Do you think I'd, it's the heat? No. I... I'm so dizzy. I, uh, there's a I, car over here. Maybe he'll drive us back to the hotel. No, I, I ought to walk. Perhaps if I walk, I, I should... I should... Look, lean on my shoulder. I don't know what's ha happening to me. I, oh. Can you manage all right? Yes. Yes, it's okay. I, I've got her. Get the door open. Where are you going to sit? Uh, I'll sit with her in the back, just in case she comes round. Yes, all right. Uh, Did you have much trouble with her in the cafe? No, it was easy. Uh, can you manage? Yes. Uh. All set? Yeah, okay. Is she all right? Yes, I think she's coming round. Well, watch it. If she gets suspicious, she might start shouting. Don't worry, I'll take care of her. You just watch what you're doing. Oh, what happened? D did I faint? Feeling better? Yes, but what happened? Where am I? Where are we going? <laughs> hey, it's okay. We're going back to the hotel. Isn't yes. that where you wanted to go? But, oh, gosh, my head. Ah, it's at 
absolutely splitting. If I were you, I should sit back and take it easy. Just relax. But what happened to me? I, I shouldn't have fainted like that. Oh, gosh, my head. I, I feel as if I... I oh. Why the fool? Look out or you'll hit him. He came out of that street without the slightest... Look out. Look out or you'll hit him. Oh. You fool. You could have missed him if you'd... How the blazes could I have missed him? He came out of that street without... Was that our tire that burst? Yes. Oh, you blundering fool! What's the big idea? Huh? You're trying to make this barouche of mine look worse than it is. Why not do you look where you're going? Why don't you go where you're looking? You're on the wrong side of the road anyway. Listen to me, if you'd put your blasted brakes on instead of... Shut coming up. out of... Why? Hello, Mrs Temple. I say, you look off colour. I, I was just taking her back to the hotel. Uh, she hasn't been very well. She certainly doesn't look very well. I passed out a few moments ago. I'm not surprised with this fellow driving you around. <laughs> uh, uh, do you think you could give us a lift? I I'm afraid we're in rather a spot right now. Well, yes, of course. Oh, uh, this is Miss Jeans, uh, Mr. Darwin. How do you do, Miss Jeans? Glad to know you, Mr. Darwin. Now, come along, Mrs. Temple. Give me your hand. Oh, thank you. I say... You certainly do look off-colour. I beg your pardon, but are you sure there isn't a message for me? I'm quite sure, sir. But I'll make quite certain. One moment, if you please. Has there been a message for Mr Temple? Room 187? No? Thank you. I'm sorry, sir. Thank you. Hello. What's the trouble? You're looking very despondent this morning, Mr. Temple. Oh, hello, Miss Fraser. It's nice to see you again. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. But you don't appear to be so pleased with life, not just at the moment. It's that dear little wife of mine. She promised to meet me at 11.30, and here it's nearly quarter to one. <laughs> Good gracious me. Aren't you used to that sort of thing by now? <laughs> <laughs> and what time was your appointment? Half past twelve. It seems to me you women are all alike. I expect, if the truth were known, she's still shopping. There are some fascinating shops in Cairo, you know. Yes. She's probably browsing away in some old curio shop or other. Yes. I hadn't thought of that. Well, I must be getting along. Yes, of course. When you do see Mrs Temple, don't forget now. Give her my kind regards. Yes, I will, certainly. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Miss Fraser. Get me a cab, will you, please? Yes, sir. Mr. Temple? Oh. Hello, Schreider. So, you got my message? Your message? Yes, I left a message for you with the concierge. I'm afraid I didn't get it. Well, what can I do for you, Schreider? I saw you talking to Miss Fraser just now, the Scots lady, and I was wondering if... Yes? I was wondering if, by any chance, she was a friend of yours. Miss Fraser's an acquaintance. We met on the flying boat. An acquaintance? But you dined together at my cafe. El Pasaro. We dined with Mr. Darwin, and Miss Fraser happened to be his guest. I see. I wonder if you do see, Mr. Schreider. What do you mean? You sound rather doubtful about it all. Why are you interested in Miss Fraser? Early this morning, Miss Fraser had an interview with a man called Hakim, Commandant Hakim. Shortly afterwards, I was compelled to... Compelled to what, Schreider? I was compelled to answer a number of quite unnecessary questions. What sort of questions? She wanted information about a man called Quinn, Patrick Norman Quinn. Was he a friend of yours? No. I'd never even heard of him, but I'm quite sure that Miss Fraser told the Commandant that he was a friend of mine. But why should she do that? 
I don't know. Any more than I know why she searched my room. She searched your room? Yes. You're sure it was Miss Fraser? Quite sure. Mr. Schreider, didn't Commandant Hakim ask you anything else? I told you what he asked me. He simply wanted to know whether Quinn was a friend of mine. You know, of course, that Quinn was murdered last night. Yes, Hakim told me. Apparently, there was a warrant out for his arrest. For Quinn's arrest? Yes. I didn't know that. Well, apparently there was. He was wanted on an embezzlement charge. Excuse me, sir. Your cab is waiting, sir. Oh, thank you. I'll probably see you later, Schreider. I shouldn't worry too much about Miss Fraser, if I were you. Where do you wish to go, sir? I want you to take me to the house of Bari. The house of Bari? Yes. 227 Avenue Shulamar. Are you looking for anything in particular, sir? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm looking for my wife. Your wife? Yes, we seem to have missed each other. I think she called on you this morning. I was wondering if you could tell me what time she left. Madame is English? Yes. We have had no English visitors this morning, sir. Oh, that puts rather a different complexion on it. This is the house of Bari, of course? Of course. Well, I feel sure my wife intended to call here. As a matter of fact, your house was recommended to us by a man called Quinn. Patrick Quinn. He gave us a card. I do believe I've got it here somewhere. When did Mr. Quinn recommend the House of Bari? Last night. We met him in the cocktail bar at the Continental. Have you got the card? Well, I did have. Oh, here it is. Thank you. Your name is Temple. Yes. Will you come this way, please? The ceiling is very low in here. Please, mind your head. Through here, Mr. Temple. Thank you. So, here you are at last. But why, man, you've been a devil of a time coming. I'd almost given you up as a bad job. Well, I'll be... Mr. Quinn. That was the fifth episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Sullivan Mystery, with Crawford Logan as Paul Temple and Gerda Stevenson as Steve. Others taking part were Richard Greenwood, Eliza Langland, Angus McInnes, Michael McKenzie, Wendy Seeger, Gareth Thomas and Nick Underwood. The production was by Patrick Rayner. <laughs>